it's been such a big part of our life in a positive way. And I just feel very fortunate to be able to come in and do what I do every day, you know. And uh, whether that's showing somebody a tour of the facility, you know, I'm proud of this. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we'll be talking about it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show, we have another in the series of Beyond the Bio. If you missed the previous one, Brad White, go check that out. Just scroll back in your feeds. But I got a chance to talk to John Slarman, UK football's offensive line coach. Um, you know, obviously this thing is called Beyond the Bio, so quick intro here. I'm going to roll you through where Schlarman has coached through his career, and then he'll be able to further expound on those things as we get into the interview. After he finished his playing career at Kentucky, he went on to Bourbon County High School, where he coached from 1998 to 1999. After that, he went in back to UK as a grad assistant, assistant from 2000 to 2002. Then he jumped back to the high school level. From 2003 to 2004, he was at Campbell County, High School up in Northern Kentucky, followed by Newport High School from 2005 to 2006. Now, after that, he went and joined his buddy Neil Brown at Troy, where he coached from 07 to 2012, and then got the job offer at Kentucky and came with Neil Brown to Lexington with Mark Stoops. Of the guys on the coaching staff, he is the longest tenured. He's been here since the start of the Mark Stoops era at UK football. It's just been him, Vince Mara. Those are the only two off of the original staff. Really fun conversation, lots of insight with John Schlarman here. Also, obviously, he had those health concerns last year, and honestly, I think the the one of the more interesting parts of the interview is at the end when I, when I just ask him about where he gets his energy from. So here's that conversation I got a chance to have with UK offensive line coach John Schlarman. First question is pretty easy. Like, what's your first football memory? Well, I mean, I started playing in in probably the fourth grade, you know, and um, so I think I think growing up there were some coaches that that coached me in little league and things like that that influenced me to kind of love the game because it was fun. They made it fun, and um, and I, I just really appreciated that. And I think that's what kind of stimulated some of the the bug to maybe when I get done playing at some point, get into coaching. It's just about how those guys affected me, you know, early on in my life in a positive manner and, you know, how they made me feel. And it's like, you know what, if I if they can do that to me, I think I could help and, and affect some others in a, in a positive way. And, and um, you know, and so that's kind of that's kind of what got me started, to be honest. And then and then just going through and, you know, as a as a guy that plays in the fourth grade all the way through, you know, through college, like I could never imagine when August rolls around not going out to football practice, you know, like I don't know what else I would do. I mean, I, I've always thought, you know, it would be interesting to see what I would do in the real world because this is kind of like, I mean, I look at it just like I did as a player, you know, it's like you have your seasons and, and it's just, you know, it's just kind of what you've done ever since I was in fourth grade. And so um, I just could never really imagine me doing something different. Yeah. Um, when did, uh, was your first Real football job. What what, what was that? Um, well, my first one after uh, out of college was um, I coached uh, D line for uh, Dudley Hilton at Bourbon County High School. 
So, and you know, that, that kind of came about because I did my student teaching there uh, my senior year, which was 1997. And they just had won the state championship, which was huge out there. And then, so I did that in, uh, I'm sorry, that was spring of 98. All right, because I just finished playing in fall of 97. And then, um, so right after I got done student teaching, they offered me a job. I said, well, you know, that's, that's awesome. But I wanted to coach college, obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the time, Coach Mummy didn't have any GA spots available. I think there was a couple guys that still had another year left or whatever. And so um, there was nothing to really get in here. And I just didn't have the co- the, 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 connect- the connections. Uh, I don't know what that is. But uh, – <laughs> The connections in college football yet to get into it, yeah. Other than through the you know guys that I knew here, so I did that for a year and a half, and then Coach Mummy did call me after somebody left, and just like he said he would, and uh, that's when I got on staff here as a graduate assistant. Was what was, so your goal was to do college? Uh, um, you obviously coached in high school, some like that, but that was your ultimate goal. That was always kind of your career path that you yeah. set out. That's what I would have liked to have done, and and but I loved coaching, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I got into high school, and then when I got into high school as a head coach, I really enjoyed that too. Like I had a blast. But when the window came open to go to Troy um, as a um, college O line coach, yeah, I was like, you know, to coach at that level, to be able to get back in at the Division One level, you know, with with Neil Brown, guys that I knew, Tony Franklin, Neil Brown, Chad Scott, all those guys were already in place down there. I was like, man, this is too good of an opportunity to, to pass up, you know. So that's kind of what that got me back into college, mm-hmm. and that's what I'll, I've always wanted to coach at this level. I just feel like, you know, it, it's it's neat because it's it's a high level, it's detailed, it's you know, um, you recruit. You're not you don't just have kind of the players that live in that community or whatever. You bring players in that you know you believe in and and all those types of things, and um, so it's kind of just always the the level that I I saw myself coaching at. Was there a tough transition? I mean, you were you were running the show, uh, yeah. you know, obviously right. on the high school and having a ton of success, you know, yeah. winning a lot. Uh-huh. And now, I mean, obviously, it's not like you're right. Neil's going to treat you terrible or right. anything, but you know, he's yeah. he's the head of the organization. Well, yeah, when you when you when when you're calling the shots and you can practice on days you want to practice or end practice when you want to end it and those types of things, it is it is it was a little bit of adjustment to get back into it and having somebody else as the boss out there, you know, on the field. But but I mean. You know, like most linemen, you learn your role. <laughs> you learn it pretty quick, you know. And like, you know, I, I'm not the type of guy that has to have. I, I don't need the the spotlight on me. You know, the least my name can get brought up, the better, because usually it's not good with an old lineman when your name's yeah. brought up. But um, but no, it, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but not much. I mean, I work for a great coach, you know, Larry Blakeney down there at Troy, and he, you know, he he was awesome, a veteran, and been there for 20 years, and and just. You know, treated us all, you know, great in, in terms of, you know, our opinions mattered and felt like you had a lot of input and all those types of things and, you know, um, valued your time, I think, you know, to where you could still be a family member, you know, a dad, a husband, and those types of things too. And so I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. We we talked about, you know, you're, you're getting into coaching. Was there ever a time that you considered another another career path, another job? I mean, not really. I mean, just like it goes back to, I don't know what else I would have done. You know, um, uh, my brother, uh, Willie, who's 10 years older than me, he went into the business world and then, you know, he was a basketball guy, you know, and, and so he ended up starting off in business and then leaving it to go into coaching, you know, because he's like, man, it's just not the same. There's not that competitiveness in, in, in the things that he was doing. Um, so like I, you know, through his experience, I kind of was like, well, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I think this is the direction I want to go, you know, but, but as any young person, it's a hard transition when you go from a student to this is, this is the next step in my life, 
You know, I think they're around my end of my senior year in college when you're trying to figure that out and what job to, to take on. It's hard because you don't really know. You don't know if it's going to work out. You don't know if that's the right thing. Nobody in that stage usually is making the money they want to make. They're yeah. like, I see these guys making all this money. Well, they don't, you know, now being a guy in those mid 40s, I understand what it took to get to that stage. You know, it's like everybody wants it now. You know, hey, coach, I want to come out and be a college coach. Well, that's great. You know, but you got to understand, it took me 15 years to get to that point, to the point where you are now, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm not going to say there was never those moments where, oh, I wonder what else I could do to where maybe I could make more money for my family or whatever. Because, they're, they're, you know, you always kind of wonder about certain things like that, especially when you see guys that are your buddies that are really successful. But I love, like, I love the coaching side of it, you know. And um, I just, I don't, I can't imagine myself being as fulfilled in some other line of work as I feel like when I'm coaching. We'll get back to that interview with Coach Schlarman in just a minute, but it is I do need to tell you guys about Twillery.com real quick. They've got fantastic shirts that don't wrinkle, they stretch, they are affordable, and right now they're even more affordable because if you use the promo code Locked On, you get $25 off. And currently they have a Father t- Father's Day special where you can enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays, only valid Till June 16th, 2019. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Smart casual just got smarter, guys, with Twillery. They got amazing shirts, a lot cheaper than you're going to get them almost anywhere else. Go check out their website, twillery.com, and see what they got to offer you. Be sure to be using that promo code LOCKEDON. What was the moment like when the opportunity to come back to Kentucky, you know, where you played, where, this, yeah. where you're from, like what, what, what was, how, what kind of walked through that process and then like the feeling you felt when, when it finally came to fruition? Well, you know, I was really excited for our family because my wife's family lives here in Lexington. Um, at that point, we had had three children, two that were born in Alabama that they didn't get to see, but maybe once or twice a year. Um, so as a, as a, as a father and as a husband, I was excited for our family to be to where, you know, we're closer to home and they can experience their grandparents and their aunts and uncles and all those types of things. Um, and, and then obviously professionally, I was excited because I was going from a smaller division one school to in the SEC at Kentucky where I played. I mean, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't dial up a, a better opportunity, you know? And um, so, and, and I knew, haven't followed this program over the years, you know, I, I knew at that stage where it was. And, and just like I felt when I came here as a high school senior or going into my first year in college, I felt like I could come in and make an impact and hopefully help take it to another level. And I felt like the same way when this job opportunity presented itself is, Hey, hopefully, you know, if I get in there and get a chance, hopefully I can help coach Stoops and this staff take this thing to another level and just seeing his vision and, and, you know, how he attacked recruiting and things like that. I, I learned really quickly that that was going to be the case. And this job, you know, you've been, I guess it's it's just you, Coach Merrill and Coach Stoops, right, that have been here through the whole run. I mean, I'm sure there's right. some other staffers, but yeah. from the coaching staff right. standpoint, I, I mean, how how awesome has it been for you to see the progression that you've guys made on the field, where we're sitting now in this yeah. office and all those things. Well, I mean, there were there were definitely uh, some stumbles along the way. I mean, there was, you know, there in the first couple years where, you know, you, you, you we weren't enjoying this type of success that quickly. 
um, you know, it was tough because there were certain times in there where, you know, our, we, we struggled a little bit up front or whatever. And, and you know, um, obviously your name's not <laughs> – <laughs> not great you know you, you get you get uh, a lot of the like like mostly with Lyman you get a lot of the blame and not a lot of mm-hmm. the credit when things go go well you get a lot of the blame when things don't but uh, but just going through that all that and getting to where we were you know there at the Citrus Bowl with that trophy it was very rewarding it was it was just like man this is what it's all about this is all, all those hard times all those you know days where you're like man is it ever going to pay off and it does pay off in a, in a setting like that makes it all well worth it and just makes you hungry to do it again, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the toughest part of coaching from the job perspective? It's a good question. Um, you know, sometimes it's the highs and the lows. I mean, the lows obviously more than the highs. You know, you don't – the losses, you take them so hard, you know. You don't get over them for a while, and it really takes its toll on you. And really, the wins you don't celebrate. Like there's not an even balance. You don't celebrate the wins as much as you suffer in the losses. You know. And so I think I think some of the highs and the lows of it. Um, you know, some of the times where you you uh, I think another thing that's, that makes it tough sometimes is when you see um, the potential in certain guys or in your unit, and you're not meeting that potential sometimes. That makes it tough, you know. It's like it's it's just it's a hard. It's like okay, what do I have to do next to try to get us and push it through to that next level, you know? Um, I think I think those are the, some of the hard things. I mean, obviously, you know, you could always talk about some of the time that you know when you're recruiting and you're away from your family, and you know, because it is. There's a lot of time where you're not at home, and you know, my wife and I joke about it because from you know late July till January. It's like she's a single mom. I mean, she's yeah. taking the kids, and with four kids, it's a lot. It's a lot of stress on them. I mean, I have a Leanne's unbelievable and you know, fantastic wife. Understood what she was getting into, and, and she never you know complains about it one bit. But it's really hard to be away and you know not be there all the time in terms of that. And when you know it's your, especially when your kids are starting. My kids are starting to get a little bit older and in events and things like that, and you miss them. And you know, that's obviously a hard part mm-hmm. of it. What about um, the the recruiting aspect? Because that, that's obviously one of the things that a lot of people are talking about. Have you seen that change uh, a lot? Obviously, the levels were different when you started in Troy. Now, right. but here, but just at your time in Kentucky, how much has that changed? And is it di- more difficult now, or is it just different? It's just different. I mean, it's just it's it's different. Everything's instant now. You know, with cell phones, with social media. I mean, there's instant communication. You know. Um, before before social media and, and guys posting things like you didn't know if they went on a visit, you didn't know if you know they had a top six, you didn't know all those things. So it wasn't like you you know stressed as much about them. Now it's out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you see pictures there at this school or that school, or they post you know a, a top five schools and you're in it or you're not in it. And I mean, so like I I think. Uh, the information is a lot more uh, present. I mean, you, you, I think you find out things a lot quicker nowadays, um, and whether that's good or bad, you yeah. know. Um, and communication. I mean, you can, you know, the line of communication. You, you ten years ago, you may call once a week, or they may call you, or whatever. And now it's almost daily with with messages and things that you can do, and you're within the rules. And um, but it's just it's just constant. Yeah. And I think that's where it's different. And you know, but. Like anything else, you can't be resistant to change, or else you're just going to get passed yeah. by. So you yeah. got to just change with it and go with it. 
you mentioned about how, you know, when you guys get mentioned on the line sometimes, most of the time it's kind of a negative thing. Yeah. How do you deal with that from the outside? I don't, I mean, I'm sure you guys aren't tuned into all the, everything that's written and seen, no. but how do you, I mean, I'm sure some of it gets, gets right. filtered down to you. How do you try to deal with that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think when we get in our room, we know, like, we've got each other's back, you know, whether that's, you know, me as a coach to those guys or whether that's with them, you know, among themselves. I mean, um, we, we used to break it down on the thing. We said, you know, we don't have anybody but each other, you know, and I think that's very true in some some regard. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you have a really good game and everybody's patting you on the rear end. You can't take, you got to take that for what it's worth, too. You know, you have a bad game and, and your name's mud all of a sudden. You got to take that for what it's worth. You know, I mean, in this in this business, you're only as good as your last performance, quite honestly. Um, so good or bad, you better be willing you're ready to deal with those things as they arise and i think just having a tough mindset understanding that hey all right if we had a bad game let's get in here let's fix it you know and and just not pay attention to the noise i think mm-hmm. that's a big deal you know yeah and it's hard because the noise is so you know they're available to these guys now with being on social media or cell phones and stuff like we said but um, you just can't you, you can't pay attention to that. You got to mm-hmm. focus on what your job is, and all right, taking the next step. One quick more break, and then the final segment of this interview with John Schlarman. Um, and while I got you here for a second, I do want to remind you guys to listen to us every day. Be sure to be subscribing, and when you're subscribing, why don't you check out the new Himalaya podcasting app? Just go to your app store, download the Himalaya podcast app. It's a new way. To listen to podcasts. And if you don't use that one, that's okay. We're on all the other ones. Subscribe on those as well. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Kentucky. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. On the flip side of that, there are positives for having so many people that care about what you do and care about you. Like, sure. When you went through your health situation, what, what, how was that motivating when people were reaching out to you? And how much did you see and how much did that mean to you? I think it meant a lot. I mean, for sure. People would reach out and check in on how I was doing. And, you know, um, you, know you find out there's a lot of people that, that, uh, that care about you out there. You know, that that when you're walking around and you're healthy and, you know, there's nothing going on, you probably don't realize that. You know, there's so many people reached out and helped us as a as a family. Just you know, whether it was bringing meals over or helping get the kids somewhere, uh, if my wife was with me on an on an appointment, or like our own family just staying with us. You know, I mean, it's been amazing, and and you see a lot of the good in people. You know, mm-hmm. and so often in life with the news or whatever, you don't see the good; you see the bad. And so um, this has brought a lot of those bright spots along, even though it's a you know. It's a negative thing. It's something nobody you know, should have to deal with. But um, it's really opened my eyes up to a lot of positives in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, um, you know, having having it out there and having, you know, people reaching out definitely is motivating. Mm-hmm. Uh, those Your, your kind of personality, you know, it, Coach Stoops gave you a ton of praise last year um, for staying energetic. I was talking to Coach Summerall, and he said he was there when you were a grad assistant, and that was what stuck out, stood out uh, to him is you as a coach. So, you know, that has been throughout your whole – where does that energy come from? Do you even know, or has it just always been there? I don't know. I, I mean, I think I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think with anything, if a person loves what they do, then they're energetic about it. And, you know, and I just – I feel like it come, it's natural. It's not something that I fabricate or it's not something that, you know, hey, I need to go out here and, you know, rah-rah and all this or that. I mean, it's just I enjoy what I do. I enjoy being around these guys. Um, 
you know, uh, I've got a, uh, the O-line room this spring. I really enjoyed our room this spring, seeing these guys. And, you know, and they motivated me probably a lot more than I ever motivated them, like, going through this, in my opinion. You know, seeing those guys come and respond and go to work and, hey, coach, I got your back and go out and play a great game. And, you know, um, I mean, it's just like – dude, I can't let these guys down and, and not do my job, you know, and not show up and have a great attitude because they are, you know. And I think as a coach, it's very important and probably any line of work, but, you know, if you've got people that work with you or, or you know, that you're in charge of, you know, it, they're going to reflect whatever you put out. If you come in and you're, you know, down and you have a bad attitude or, you know, you just don't bring any energy, well, guess what? That's what they're going to go out there and do, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't think you can expect that out of your group if you're not, you know, um, showing them the same stuff and, and leading by example. So I don't know. I think it's just it's just kind of always been my nature. It's mm-hmm. not something that I've ever really thought about. Yeah. Last one, uh, just uh, as a player, as a coach, what is just – the University of Kentucky mean to you? You touched on it, but have you had like some thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, I came here 18 years old. I'm lucky enough to be sitting here now at 44. I mean, it obviously is a big part of my life. It's been great. Um, I've met my closest friends here. I met my wife here. You know, my father-in-law played here. Um, it's just, it's just so connected to to our family, and it's been such a big part of our life in a positive way. And like you know, I'm just I just feel very fortunate to be able to come in and do what I do every day, you know. And uh, whether that's showing somebody a tour of the facility, you know, I'm proud of this, you know. I mean, I because I've got a good understanding of where we were and where we are, and um, you know, it, it it this program's come a long way in the last, I mean, shoot, in the last three or four years, but for sure in the last you know twenty. 25 years since I came here as a freshman, you know, a freshman in college. And, um, and I always felt like it had the potential to do that. Like I, that, that's why I came to Kentucky, you know, uh, as, as a young, you know, as a player is that I felt like, man, what Lexington, Kentucky, great place, great fan base, you know, uh, sure. has been very successful in basketball, but you know what can be very successful in anything. And you see that with all of our sports now. I mean, they're all competing at a real high level. And, and so, you know, um, it's been very fulfilling to be a part of it from the inside. You know, it's one thing to watch it and be a fan and or be an alum and watch it from the outside. But being a guy that's been here and, and you know, taking part in the, you know, process and having some of those rewards has been really fulfilling. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Thanks to John Schlarman for the time. Um, I just thought it was great in, insight from him. He's such an amazing guy. Everything he went through last season from his health concern um, perspective and Mark Stoops bragged on him all of last year about how they used him as motivation. They had the, the wristbands and everything. Um, really, really great to get to sit down with him. Um, and it's great to kind of hear him. You can hear in his voice how excited he is um, about football. Please rate, please review, please subscribe guys. Um, but as I tell you every day, and this I want to focus on this for a second, it's the most important thing you can do is to share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy it um, because that's how you really spread the word more than anything else. Share it on your social media feeds. Just share it, you know, person to person. Say, hey, I like this podcast called Locked on Kentucky. Why don't you search for it? Or shoot somebody a, a text um, with the podcast link. We really appreciate that. Please follow along with us on all our social media platforms. We are at Locked on UK on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. 
We got the page and the group. Group is the group is a great spot to get some connectivity, get some conversations going. So please check that out. You can follow me at Curtis Birch, B U R C H. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.